when you do a Google search and you see extra information in the search, and products is an easy one, right? You see ratings, you see availability, you see a price range. Um, you know, those stars, that extra information is what's actually made eligible and enabled by adding structured data to your website. We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Cassiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Martha Van Berkel, the CEO of Schema App. Schema App translates website content into the language of search engines, so it stands out in organic search, resulting in more clicks. Martha loves to help organizations understand how to leverage structured data to help them achieve their business goals. Prior to starting Schema App, Martha spent 14 years at Cisco. Martha has a degree in mathematics and engineering, attended MIT for innovation and strategy, is a rower, and a mom of two kids. Martha, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So, uh, as we always do here at the SASSEO show, the first couple of questions are about you. And the first question that I have is, uh, you run the show uh, at Schema Up, but what, could you give us uh, an idea of uh, what you did before that, what has brought you to, uh, to where you are today? Sure. So you mentioned that I spent 14 years at Cisco and I was in the services organization and I was a bit of a troublemaker or an intrapreneur, always looking for opportunities to serve our customers differently or try new things. And so I really got an interesting opportunity to, you know, pitch for money and then build like a 230 person organization. Um, and then I moved into a role looking at like online support tools. And so this is sort of where I forayed into like web tools and user experience and, and, and actually where I first learned about SEO because people weren't searching for bugs on Cisco's website, they were searching in Google. And so it was a really interesting opportunity for me to understand like, how do you do product management? I led a team of product managers. How do we do voice of the customer? How do we really drive results and, and answer questions? right? Like be of service sort of in and on the web. And, um, and, and I, like the organization just couldn't move fast enough for me. And so I had the opportunity, um, actually had a baby and then I decided, you know what, I think 
I'm going to go the entrepreneurial route and sort of introduce some speed and agility um, into something new. And so that's actually when um, I learned more about SEO because um, my partner and I decided to start looking at how do we help people manage their online presence. But our goal wasn't to be an agency. Our goal was to be a SaaS product company. And we actually found ourselves as an agency by accident, like doing SEO and building websites. And we're like, why did we quit our jobs in large enterprise to like do this piece? Um, and so there was a moment in 2015 at the Semantic Technology Conference where, um, you know, there, the opportunity of semantic technology, which was an area we were really passionate about, and SEO sort of came together. And my technical co-founder was like, we can, we can play an important role in this. And that's sort of where Schema App was then born. And so um, when Google started supporting JSON-LD, we already had Schema App, you know, sort of, you know, using it for our SMB clients, our small clients. Uh, we pitched the beta. And then in 2016, we sort of launched Schema App, and it's been our, our sort of key focus since then. I think that many SaaS companies, or at least I, I have heard, you know, several stories of SaaS companies that started as agency. I don't know. I guess they saw that the agency life is not maybe the best life uh, and not the, the most balanced life. And then they, they said, let's do something else with that. Uh, but uh, I have heard many, many stories over, over the years. I can, think, I can think of CoSchedule, for example. I think they were an agency in the beginning and many other SaaS companies. But uh, can you talk a bit about uh, Schema App, uh, what you know, the product is and what you do exactly? Sure. So Schema App is an end-to-end solution for doing structured data. And that means it's like technology meets service. Remember, I grew up in the service organization. And so the whole idea is how do we sort of take away the complexity of structured data and how do we like enable that agility, enable that speed? Remember, that was what I was hungry for and missing sort of when I was in when I was in enterprise. And so it's really, you know, us enabling with tools. So we have a highlighter, which is sort of our most well-known product um, that allows you through the SaaS product to configure and set up. Um, the mappings to the vocabulary, so like set up that translation. Um, And then after that, sort of optimize it. So whether that be sort of, you know, deploying it, maintaining it, and then measuring ROI. So really making sure that whatever we do, we understand the goals of the organization and that we're measuring on a quarter over quarter basis how we're performing and then how do we work together to improve that. And that's where, again, that, that scalable technology, using technology to enable all those jobs to be done within structured data world, mapped with our expert support, really sort of deliver that sort of end-to-end solution. Uh, I think the word Roy uh, triggered my knowledge graph. Uh, this is something that we will discuss a, a bit later. Uh, but for now, could you please um, share with us, like, who gets the most value out of a, of a tool like Schema App? Sure. So we work with all different size companies, but primarily like mid to large enterprise, um, mostly because like they're invested to learn, be agile and continue to grow. So, you know, I'm a SaaS founder myself. So like high growth, hungry SaaS companies would be sort of in your audience, like those key people. And, And part of it, our best customers who get the most out of our work are those that are working with us and are going to be iterative in their content. Why content? I'll talk about sort of like content was what makes you eligible 
possible for the rich results, which we're going to define it, like which then get you the click, right? So we have to be in lockstep about understanding how we're going to do that. Um, and, and so it's really organizations that have that hunger, right? Want to be agile, have good alignment with their content team. Um, and you don't have to know about structured data. Like, so we, in our sales process, like talk about your business outcomes, understand sort of the, you know, how you're going to measure success, what your customers are looking for, what's on your website today. And then we'll guide you through that whole process. So it really is, you know, hungry, wanting to embrace organic and being agile. Okay, that's that. That makes perfect sense. Thank you very much for explaining. Now let's start with some basics, and I think that the questions that I'm about to ask today are for me as well because I'm not so technical, let's say. And when it comes to structured data, uh, well, let's say that I'm not, you know, the the best person to uh, to explain what this is. But could you please uh, explain in, in in plain English what is uh, structured data? So I often like to start with the outcome, like what do the users experience as a result of using structured data? And then we'll get into sort of like why you care and what it actually is. So the way I explain to my mom is that when you do a Google search and you see extra information in the search and products is an easy one, right? You see ratings, you see availability, you see a price range, um, you know, those stars, that extra information is what's actually made eligible and enabled by adding structured data to your website. Um, and they range from like a video, you know, article carousels, um, FAQ, how to, but it's that visual, I call it standing out in search, right? Like extra information that engages with your users. And those are called rich results. And so, you know, that's the outcome. That's the like sort of why you're trying to get there and what you're trying to sort of organize and orchestrate in order to achieve. But what it is, is actually code. So it's basically Google, Yahoo, Yandex, um, asking, you know, can can you translate what's in plain English or German or Greek, you know, on the web page into a standard vocabulary that their machines and robots understand? And so they're actually like just putting putting the onus on us to allow their robots, their analytics, their NLP, like to understand the site better. And that's actually like one of the reasons to look at it, like structured data, this code, once it's on your website, that again is there for the, the robot. So I often talk about like structured data is about optimizing for Google primarily is like the, the primary consumer and, and not necessarily for your users. So you're going to still like think about your user experience on your website and the content there, but then you have to also reflect that to try to optimize then for the Google search engine result. And so one of them is understanding right? But the biggest reason people do it is because they can stand out in search. If you think about this in a really logical way, and I'm going to talk about how you think about your website and where those opportunities are, it's really about sort of like every page that you need someone to find. You don't even just think, need to think about the content on that or the keywords or the flow on the page, but how like in that first instance where they're doing the search, how do you make sure you stand out? Like how many, like you get so many results in front of you all the time. How do we make sure you're differentiating, showing that uniqueness, showing value and being a service to your customer right from that first part of their journey? And I think that was like one of the key ahas I had at Cisco when I was there, like way back when. So this is like a long time ago. (laughs) I won't even say when. Like 2012, 2013, 2014 was like, you know, you can't wait till they're searching on your site, right, to wow them. You have the opportunity in the search under result page. And so adding, getting this code 
on your website and orchestrating your content to be eligible is is like the key thing that you can do. And then the um, the last piece I think is also like it it is very measurable. And so there's so many different areas of SEO that are hard to measure, right? Like you sort of like you see your traffic go up and you're like, oh, I guess I don't I'm not exactly sure what what worked, right? What changed? Was it something in the market? Was it you know a blog someone ref- referred to me? You know, is it perhaps like something that you put specifically? You know, something changed in buyer behavior. Um, structured data, like you can see the clicks and impressions that come specifically from that. Google gives you that piece, and so the ROI on it is really easy. And then you can also look at reduced cost and support. So if you are actually an organization that you know has to field a lot of questions for your customers, it's really a, a really great way again to delight them and be of service of them right from the beginning. Okay, all this sounds very interesting. One question that I have. Obviously, we are talking about something. We are talking about code, as I as I understand it. But does it have to be? It has to be dynamic. Yes, it it can't be static. Like, it, it, for example, if you take if you get more reviews for your product, those reviews have to be updated uh, in the in the schema, I guess, as well. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you bring up something that when Google just did a recent podcast you know, on their own podcasts around structured data, they talked about like their biggest challenge is making sure that the code, the schema markup or structured data, yes, yeah, schema markup and structured data interchangeable in the SEO space, right? But that has to match what's the content invisible on the page. And so, yes, like if there's, there's things changing like number of reviews or ratings, yes, you need it to be dynamic. And when it's out of sync, my co-founder just wrote an article about like schema drift. And in fact, like these days, because Google's consuming so much of this, they want to make sure just like keyword stuffing now for schema markup, it's right more around like, you know, does the code match what's on the site? And, and this is a problem schema app solves, which is like why we're, we're, we're so, it's such, so ideal is that like, because it's mapping the content as the content evolves and as the content changes, so will your markup. Martha, I, I would like to hear your thoughts on strategy, specifically for structured data. Do you think that companies should have a strategy around structured data? And if the answer is yes, like what should be the main elements of this strategy? Yeah, I love this question. And, and you know, this is often where I tell people to like, you know, we used to write on the back of an envelope. No one gets mail anymore. But like, you know, so if you take a piece of paper and you think about what are your customers trying to find? Right. Like, and this can be like your, you know, what's, what's on the website, what's the, the user flow to purchase, right? Like they're, where they're doing discovery, early awareness content, et cetera. It could be customers who are trying to get service so they don't have to call you. And, and you would, you would come up with a list. So one is your homepage, right? Products, solutions key features that are differentiators, maybe thought leadership articles, your pricing page if you do share pricing, how to get in contact with you, demos, videos, events, webinars, resource guides, how-to, technical support. So like if the content has a purpose in that buyer journey or in that sort of like life cycle of your customer, then you should have a strategy on how to make sure that those are found and how they stand out against the competition. And so what your question was like, should you have a structured data strategy? Well, guess what? I just told you the structured data helps you be understood and helps you stand out. So the answer is yes, right? And, and then what you can do is you can, you know, we have, a, we have actually like a, a blog that I can share with you, George, that like kind of walks you through like these are the five steps we go through sort of like when you think logically. But if you think about like, you know, these are the key things my customers need to find. Here's the website they're on. And I say website page, right? Like exactly what page, because if it's 
if there's multiple pages that are trying to answer the same question, Google won't know which one to send, right? And so we ask you to say, what page is it on? And the, the reason that's important is it should have you then reflect, say, like I had this one company that was a SaaS company and they were like, they were talking about their product, but their product didn't have like one mage page that then talked about like the elements of the features and the case studies and so forth. The, the product was described across like eight pages. And so we're like, no, we need like that primary landing page. And then let's talk about industry separately. Let's talk about key features separately. Um, so you can kind of outline all those pages. And, you know, I think for, for SaaS companies, and I'm a SaaS company, so this is like my world, right? You know, like your products, your key features, you know, like your webinars or events that you're using to try to get people in, um, you know, your people, if like there's people who are key differentiators, those thought leadership articles, those how-to articles, those support questions, because people like, how do you integrate with different things? So whether it be about Drupal or AEM or Shopify or WordPress, right? Like those are all pre-buyer questions that you want to show up in. So as they're exploring and discovering, um, and then once you know what those pages are, then the question is, is like, well, what is the most appropriate way, to, what, what's the most appropriate rich result? Um, and Google's documentation sort of outlines those, and I'll, I'll give you some examples today on sort of how those all map. Okay. Uh, you have experience, extensive experience with uh, working with SaaS companies for uh, their stru structured data strategy, and I, I would like to hear your thoughts. Um, are there any, like, common schema types uh, used often in, uh, in, in SaaS companies? Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about some of them. So, so one of them is like your product, right? So like your product, sort of like your key thing that you want people to buy. Now, we're going to talk about like what the page is about, and then I'm going to start using what's called the vocabulary. Um, and so when we talk about schema markup, it's actually a language, right? So that's why I often use like the description of like we translate things, right? So we, we have the list of like what are those things on your website you need your customer to find. Now we need to translate that into what is it about in the vocabulary. And the vocabulary is called schema.org. But then second, I also need to be intentional on what rich result. So what feature I want to get. Those two things are different, okay? So the first thing is like, what is it about is important, but then I want to make sure I'm like being very intentional to get stars or get pricing or get FAQ. So one of the most common ones was your question. Um, so product is one. And um, your product is also a software application. And uh, and so in advanced schema, like we would actually do a, a like a multi-type entity and we'd say it's a product and it's a software application. Now you might be saying, why would you do that, Martha? Well, the software application um, vocabulary allows us to describe things that are very relevant to software. So like, what are the releases? What are the like, um, you know, integrations? What are the dependencies? So very like software related, what we call properties, like ways to describe the software. But software application doesn't get a rich result. A product does. <laughs> so I want to also say it's not just a software application. It's also a product. And then I also get all the things around product, things around pricing, uh, ratings, aggregate review. And then I also become eligible for that rich result for product. 
I mentioned this area is complicated, right? Like it's like you have to be intentional and you have to make sure that you're doing this right, which is why companies like SAP, you know, Keen Footwear, like that and, you know, other very large, well-known things that we, you know, communication platforms that are SaaS, like use us to help them figure it out. And so when you do that, then you can sort of say like which, which result is eligible for. And the reason I mentioned product is product's a really interesting one. So I used to show all my pricing for Schema app on my website um, and then I took it off. So I show it for my like SMB free trial as like a slippery offer, but I don't show it for my enterprise because it's dependent on like the website size, it's dependent on how we're scoping it, it depends on how much high touch support they need, if they want us to do maintenance, the whole range, right? And so a product, like if I was buying a pair of hiking boots from Keen Footwear, like I'd have price, I'd have ratings, but I don't have those things on my site. Right, like I have the ratings on G2 Crowd. I have, like, my pricing is internal. I want them to call me to get that. Um, and so then you have to get like a bit creative on like, well, how do you, you know, what do you put on your product in order to get it? Um, and this is where you can do sort of advanced nesting. So it, we're still describing that it's a product in the software application, but I'm going to have an FAQ on it so that I can answer early buyer questions that I can just solve in the SERP. And then in the FAQ answers, the frequently asked questions, I can put a link to my contact page, or I can put a link to the support article about integrating with Drupal. Um, and so you can be really thoughtful about using these rich results to bring information to enable the, the buyer journey through your site. But it, you have to be very intentional. And then it also has to align with that marketing, right? So if you don't show pricing, you don't have ratings on that, that software product, then you have to think about what those other things are. So that's an example with, with software and product, which is like one of those key things. Um, and then FAQ would be the other one that like as a rich result, like FAQ, you can use on lots of different things. So we use it on industry pages. We use it on feature pages. Um, we'll even sort of add it into like blog diversity so that the blog has like some have videos, some have FAQs, some have how to, um, so that we're really sort of trying to maximize again how we stand out. That's all very eye-opening, uh, I must say. Do you see, like, not with the brands that you work with, but do you see in general abuse of uh, structured data uh, in the way, you know, companies are using them to, I don't know, get more real estate in the SERPs? I, I don't see like abuse. I see it done very poorly <laughs> all the time. Um, meaning that like people will put um, or like and plugins do this too, right? Like, you know, they'll put the same markup. So organization markup is like describing your company, right? And so we, we recommend putting that on the homepage because like you can't get a feature for your homepage, so but you you want to describe it. And anytime you see me introduce myself, like my name's in the middle, and then I have like this knowledge graph where I'm connected. And so your organization is that like that that step one, right? And then when you do your blogs, you're saying like it's published by oh by the way the organization, which is described on your homepage. So I see people put like organization markup on every page, but then Google doesn't know which page to serve, right? And so again, like I see. I see people misuse it or, you know, they'll, they'll just like what I call feature hunt, which is, you know, just doing, you know, FAQ page, like on every page, but not describing that. No, it's like a product that has an FAQ. And so again, Google's using this, you know, both to understand and to stand out. Um, and that's where sort of, I'll say, like we're experts, like because we have the semantic background, we understand the sort of background as to why Google set up this vocabulary and what they're trying to do and the, how the interconnectedness is important. Um, but yeah, I would say most most people just automate it and forget it, and so they're then leaving clicks on the table. Um, others just like 
put it on and then forget about it. So it then schema drift happens and it's out of date. Um, this is something that you need to manage just like your AdWords, right? Like you, if you're, if you're driving, you know, key ROI and clicks from it, you should be sort of looking to optimize measure the value on, on a, a month by month basis. That's, that's all very interesting. And it brings me to my next question, which would be in your experience, should there be uh, schema monitoring like companies to, to make sure that, uh, their schema is up to date and you know a use case that i have in in my mind would be a case that i have in my mind would be a company has been acquired so their um the name their legal name let's say has changed uh should you know there should there be schema monitoring in order to make sure that the changes are applied um properly and in time Oh man, can I address the acquisition thing and then I'll address sort of like maintenance and monitoring. So, so acquisitions are super fun. So we actually worked with Advent Health, so very large health network, um, when they went from Adventist Health System to Advent Health and they had hundreds of websites that like were going through the name change and like having to go through it. So structure day was a really great way before the name change, before the acquisition to say like, this is who we are. This is the parent company, especially if there's a new parent company, you can define that relationship sort of like in that organization markup. And then after you go through the change, you can say like previously known as, right? And, and sort of link to other pieces. So you can use the structured data to inform Google of that change and help, whether it be a name change or an acquisition, like understand those changes. Again, we're using structured data to communicate to Google and like to the search engines about sort of how things are changing. So we saw that work very, very, very well. Um, and the same goes from like, I love when people are like, oh, we're building a new website. Like that's a great time to think about structured data. Um, I'll talk specifically about like content architecture is like so important. If you're being intentional about not what the page is about, but also what rich result you want to get, so let's say every product, solution, and feature page, you're going to try to get an FAQ because you don't show pricing. You need to make sure you have a really structured FAQ module. You need to make sure you're building that content and thinking about early awareness. And as soon as it go live, if, especially if you're using someone like Schema App, like it literally is like go, and then you know, you're just getting those rich results from day one. So you know, when you're doing a change of website or platform, like that's a great way to then, again, be very intentional about how you're structuring your content, thinking forward about how you want to stand out in search. Now you asked me about maintenance. Let's go there. <laughs> okay, that's that's all very interesting. Th thanks for saying that. Um, now we mentioned in the beginning, uh, Roy, the Roy of you know structured data yep, and all, all this uh, all this all this effort. Uh, do you think, or in your experience, can you measure the business impact of structured data? Uh, and if yes, like what are some practical practical ways to, to do so? Yeah. So, oh, and by the way, like you should do maintenance. It should be just like part of what you do. Go to search console, look for errors, and then, you know, not just look for error mornings, but like where, what's working and then sort of lean into that. Um, especially with FAQ, like be really specific in your questions and answers. We find those are what convert the best. Um, so conversion, I just said, right? So we talk about ROI. So what I love about structured data and frankly like why it's easy for us to have like very low churn and sort of very you know customers who love us is you know you can very clearly measure the clicks that come from these these rich results and so google search console actually in with the performance reports 
in the table that shows up, there's search appearance. When you click on that, it'll, it'll have like good experience, right? Like the new one that came out last year around like healthy vitals. But below that will be all the structured data things you're getting. So if you're like, am I doing structured data? Like that's a good place to go. Go to your performance report, have a look. You know, again, in, the, in that table below, you can click on the header that says search appearance. And that's where it'll list like, what are the clicks you get from FAQ? What are the clicks you're getting from how to? What are the clicks you're getting from articles? And so you can very clearly say like, this is, you know, month over month increase in clicks that's coming specifically from the efforts and work that you're doing around structured data. And I love this. So with our largest clients, like we actually put a growth target on those, you know, and we, you know, work with them to evolve content, come up with best practices. So we continue to dial that up. And then in addition to it, we then take, you know, the average cost per click, or again, if I'm feeling, you know, snarky, I'll take their lowest cost per click. And then we can show like an actual multiplier of ROI. So like we know how much they pay us. We then say like, look, if you were paying for these clicks, like this is what you would be actually spending in order to get that. And and I love that because it's, um, you know, whether you're using a solution like schema app or whether your team's working on it, um, it is very easily measured and then you can articulate it. So there's hard, other pieces of ROI like cost savings with regards to answering questions. So um, question and answer is a rich result. That's really great for technical support. So if you have like a knowledge base or a community where there's multiple people answering questions, um, that's where Q&A is a really good piece. If you have support articles that are more like one or two question and answers on a key topic, you can use FAQ. And so those are cost savings. So if you're a high growth, you know, SaaS company and you're you're doing the hard work in your support and fresh desk or wherever you're using, you can look at what are those common questions, what are those themes around the questions. You can put those in your support, you can put structured data on it. They're gonna get those right in the search result. Now you're not gonna get the conversion to your website, but you're gonna delight that customer. And I don't know about you, but like I I never complain to a customer. A company that I find the answer faster. Yeah, yeah, uh, I love that. I love that. Are you concerned by the fact that um, Google has, as as I understood it at least, has reduced the number of FAQs displayed in uh, in on the SERPs? You know, I don't get worried about it. It just means we have to like be really thoughtful about what's working and when you're getting rewarded. So we did see like a pretty big shift at the beginning of April um, where there, I would say like Google changed like who they were rewarding FAQ. Uh, what's great though is like through the end of May, we saw those recovering and some of them excelling. Um, we did see some winners though that didn't have, I'll say like a significant drop um, on FAQs um, and it crossed industries. It was sort of SaaS companies, tech companies, e-commerce and healthcare. So like across industries we saw some that didn't lose it and it was really on very like specific FAQs so if you're doing FAQs um, you know like make sure that they're you know you're listening to your customer and you're answering like a really specific question that they have then I think you're more likely to get that intense but yeah like this is part of why like you shouldn't just bet on one type of rich result so just like an investment portfolio like we want to see diversity in the rich results and this is again where that content team comes in right so as you look at like your different things that you need people to find, right? You're continuing iterating on types of content. You know, how do you also then say like, great, I have a lot of FAQ, but I need to like, maybe we should add some how-to in this. Maybe we should make sure we're doing more events and, and videos. Um, videos is one I've seen Google continue to lean in on Google I.O. Um, so there is quite a lot of work and, and emphasis on rich results for video. And so if you're not doing video today, I highly recommend it. Okay. Do you have any, you, you mentioned the word uh, winners. Do you have any like uh, case studies or uh, examples of companies you've worked with and 
have helped uh, drive business impact uh, based on structured data like they didn't have or you know they didn't do it properly let's say and they they have used schema uh, app and then something magic uh, ma like magic happened yeah so absolutely so on our website if you like go to our website you'll see you know we have a, a ton of case studies there and yes we've seen lots of results and again the ones who are sort of work with us to continue to evolve like you know add more faqs like you can't just do this on like one or two pages like you need to kind of be thinking about like how you instrument this across the board um and so that every time you publish a page or every time you write a new piece of content that you're that you're adding to those opportunities to get rich results so like our website is a good example so i'm a set you know, high growth SaaS company. And we sort of like just recently went back and was like, okay, where can we use FAQ? Like we don't do pricing and so forth. So it's like, how do we sort of put that on like really key pages? So integrations was a key area we looked at. And so through that sort of, I talked about a downturn in FAQ in April, mine just kept growing. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like even me who like lives and breathes this every day, like we still have to go back what did we learn from our customers this month or this quarter? How do we now update the content? And then again, if you have a solution where it's being, being programmatically updated, like you're just doing that best practice about applying that learning and getting that done. Um, SAP, we have a case study about, um, you know, we, you know, like in the first three months when we first started working with them, we focused a lot on their like technical support and community piece. Like we saw like ridiculous growth, like 400% increasing clicks. Like it was, it was sort of out of this world. Um, and in others we've seen, you know, like again, where we see continued instances like over time where they're they're learning about how that publishing process works and how like they're they're continuing to build on it. Um, we see, you know, like those beautiful sometimes steady growth, sometimes we see hockey sticks. It really depends on the type of content that you have. But we've seen um, you know, for people who continue to invest in their content, who create additional instances um, who are publishing regular content or having regular webinars, absolutely, yes, we see amazing results. And like I said, um, lots of numbers to share on our website, sort of if you want to dig in, depending on, on sort of what's of interest. We'll drop it in the show notes. One last question that I have before we start start uh, wrap, wrapping things up is, um, what are your thoughts on like doing it uh, yourself uh, vs um, you know using a tool like uh, schema app absolutely so so it really depends on like you know how how fast you want to grow an organic search and how much time you have like one of the big questions we get asked is like okay how much time is my team gonna have to spend on this and you know I've touched on like structured data I've been doing this for way too long like 2015 like it's a really complicated area of search and so when you think of especially high growth SaaS teams it's not like you have a, a team like your demand generation team isn't like 12 people right like maybe you have that but it's like about how do we make sure that your resources are best utilized so i think if you're starting and you just want to like test one or two things kind of get a visual example in order just to get buy-in for yeah do it manually you can use like merkle technical seo they have a generator uh, you can sort of turn on your plugin if you're doing let's say like your wordpress blog so we have a a, a free wordpress blog that does it but if you want to do it like to really showcase the uniqueness to make sure that you're really optimizing like all those elements work with an expert team and that expert team george might be an agency sort of like helping you identify what that strategy is 
Um, or lots of agencies reach out to us, right? Like how do you just like make sure you get it done and then you get that return. And because it's so measurable, I can say with confidence, like what you're going to pay us to do it for your company is going to be a lot less than like what it would cost your team to learn it and sort of like, and then manually instrument it or like rely on your IT team. Um, And we really try to be like 30% of the total like in-house cost um, of what it would be. So that like there's really a no brainer in, in sort of partnering with an expert team. Okay, that's great. Um, is there anything exciting that we can uh, expect from uh, the team at SchemaUp uh, in the near future? Yeah, so we have a couple of things going on. So we're um, we're kind of back to doing a lot more webinars. So if you're in the learning mode and you want to sort of learn about structured data, we try to sort of bring the voice of the customer about their experience. We talk about ROI. We talk about sort of the key enterprise challenges, like I talked about agility, expertise. So we're going to continue to sort of share all that knowledge. One of our passions is like educating the market about structured data, which is why I love opportunities like this. Um, and then we're also working on a new highlighter. And the new highlighter is like really intended um, – to allow sort of more people to kind of get their hands dirty and get into this. Um, and there'll be enablement with that, which means training. So there's um, there's lots on the horizon that we're working on. Um, again, we want to sort of enable the whole world to be able to do structured data at scale. And, uh, and that's what we're passionate about. And we'll keep chipping away at, at sort of making that happen. That's great. Uh, last question that I have for you and CTA uh, for our listeners, where can people find out more about uh, you and Scheme Up and get in touch? Sure. So you can find us on our website, www.schemaapp.com. And like I said, we're a SaaS company too. So I understand all the challenges. You know, I, speak, I speak ARR, all that stuff. Um, so check out our website. Um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn if you want to, if you're maybe a CEO or you're sort of head of marketing and want to sort of explore what it is. Um, or follow Schema App on LinkedIn um, because that's where we share a lot of our sort of case studies, kind of knowledge captures or tidbits to help you learn. That's great. That was super insightful. Martha, thank you very much for uh, being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com AWT and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO Show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.